That other person isn't completing you. They're connecting you to a part of yourself. They're activating that vibration of unconditional love, that vibration of your soul, that bliss, that place where we, you know, heaven, where we've all come from, whether we believe in that, like heaven versus hell, but like that sense of that energetic vibration. So a soulmate, you will, you will resonate with at that level. I am an empowerment coach. I am here to empower you to create the life that you want to live. Hello and welcome. This is Jamie Black. I am here to empower you to listen to your intuition, to quit your slave job, to be brave enough to figure out how to serve your sacred purpose. Hello and welcome back to the Silver Lake Priestess podcast. This is your host, Jamie Black. So today is Valentine's Day, and I thought it would be the perfect opportunity to interview professional, intuitive, and traveling philosopher Erica Ward. Erica is a bit of a specialist when it comes to soulmates and twin flames because spirit sends these people to her. People that are currently working with a twin flame or a soulmate or people that have questions about that sort of thing. And since Valentine's Day is this day that we focus on love and we focus on our relationship and we talk about soulmates and all of that, I thought it would be a great day to do this interview But before I take you over to it, I'll just share a little bit about what I do on Valentine's Day. So I'm somebody that is usually not in a relationship. That's not my focus in life. Um, I have a lot of cats. (laughs) But really, um, oftentimes I'm alone on Valentine's Day. And it was a bunch of years ago, you know, probably like, 10 or 15 years ago, I kind of started with this ritual of celebrating Valentine's Day with myself. So I will take myself out to eat at a really busy restaurant when everyone is there with their couples and all of that, and I'll take myself out and I'll get pancakes and coffee and all of the things that I really want. I'll take myself to go get a massage. I'll go to the spa. I might even rent a fancy hotel room to stay in by myself, and I will record music, and I've even, I have many tattoos that I've gotten on Valentine's Day, so I really have turned this this day into a self-love practice. So many times this day puts pressure on people. It puts pressure on you to feel like something is missing if you're not in a relationship, or it puts pressure on your relationship. I try to not spend time with people who I'm in a relationship with if I am on Valentine's Day just because it just, it feels inauthentic to me. I'm not saying it's that way for anyone else, just that's how it feels for me. And I really like to go into contacting all of my girlfriends, especially ones that aren't in relationships, but even if they are, buying little gifts for all of my girlfriends, sending everybody extra love and sending them Valentine's Day emojis is something I do now. And um, so you know, take a bath, put on some music, buy yourself some chocolate, 
Don't let this day be any reason for you to feel sad. If you don't have a relationship right now, it's just because it's not meant for you to have one right now. The more that you can do work on yourself and the more that you can fill yourself up with love, that's also just going to make you more ready for having a healthy relationship when it's time for you to be in one. So... With sharing all of that, I'm going to take you over to the interview with Erica, and happy Valentine's Day. Welcome. Welcome, everybody. Happy Valentine's Day. This is a special edition of the Silver Lake Priestess podcast. I'm your host, Jamie Black, and I'm here with my sister, Erica Ward, and we are going to talk about soulmates and twin flames. So welcome. Hi, guys. <laughs> so Erica Ward, we met each other doing some, taking some classes in the past few years and taking some classes with Naha, and we read cards together at the House of Intuition. She's a writer. She's an artist. She's a photographer. She's a traveling philosopher. And she also does psychic and intuitive work. And so we have lots of discussions about this subject. Um, I wasn't really sure if I shouldn't call this Conversations with Jamie and Erica <laughs> Part 1 because um, we've been wanting to do this for a while. So... We're really excited to be with you, with you together, and I'm excited to have you on the show, Erica. Thank you for coming on to the show. Thank you. No, I, yes, thank you. First mm -hmm. off, thank you for calling me a traveling philosopher, because that's my dream. Yes. So, second, yeah, I'm excited to do this, because we always find ourselves in conversations like, we should record this, we should share this. So, yeah. So, we're doing it. Woo! So, okay, so in the podcast interviews... Um, where we are at is I am now interviewing the psychics and mediums. Um, and we all have a bit of that, right? But I'm kind of like focusing in these little chunks of like, there's these type of women, there's these type of women, there's these type of women. The whole point is for all of us to be able to self-identify and listen to each other share and also uh, get a little bit of inspiration on what it's like to serve our purpose and that, you know, no one here that I'm having on my show at this point is even like, you know, just, I'm interviewing all the women that are, we're all in the same place. There's a sense of this is what it is like to live real life and live real life with your gifts and to serve your sacred purpose. And then also how about maybe you can make a business around serving your sacred purpose and support yourself doing it and then allowing your entire life to be about serving your purpose. So it's been a journey for you and so many different aspects that you have experienced and some of them um, are the same. We connect in that way. So I'm just going to ask you questions about your journey and ask you to share about your work. Um, I'll just, I'll jump right in to this soulmate and uh, twin flame uh, topic and the reason why I wanted to do that with you. So it's Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day for everyone. And just a little quick note on why we celebrate Valentine's Day. Valentine was a priest that was marrying lovers in secret back when it was illegal to do so. And people had to get married for, um, you know, because their family decided it for them. So it was really all about love. They killed him. Then they made him a saint. 
And so that's what Valentine's Day is about. It's honoring this man that honored true love, even when it was against the law. So it is this day of love. And there's a lot of conversation always about soulmates. Twin Flames, for me, is a bit of a newer one. Um, but, you know, everybody's always like, you know, is this person my soulmate and, and all of these things. And so for my own personal experience with that, that's not really a focus of interest of mine. And um, with all of us reading, reading tarot cards and doing psychic readings and stuff like that at a business together, we would talk about the different people that we would end up reading for in the way that you call in people that need the information that you have. You meaning like you the healer, you the reader, and you the person in life. You call in people that have information that you need and they're drawn to you, you know, unconsciously because you have information that they need. And so Erica has this draw for people to come in and ask questions about their soulmates, or maybe they don't even know that that's what they're coming in for. And then they're sitting in front of her and having a reading about it. And it wasn't until I had a friend of mine pass and was actually starting to understand about what soulmates are from talking to Erica and realizing that that was actually the connection that I had with this person. And it was really powerful for me to be able to learn some of this information. And it wasn't just like, oh, people that are meant to be together forever and, you know, all of that. So, um, so I'm going to turn it over to you. Um, yeah, why don't you tell us a little bit about that, and then we'll kind of like go backwards and around. But I know that's what people are tuning in for, so. Of course, everybody wants to talk about it. I mean, yeah. like, that's, I mean, that's what I want to talk about, too. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so as far as attracting clients, I kept finding myself attracting people who were mirroring back where I was or where I had been in, in the past with soulmate connections. And, um, you know, we have a lot of societal ideas about what soulmates are, like you said, right? Like you complete me, we're together forever. That is a type of a soulmate connection, but ultimately your soulmate is you. You know, your soulmate is your soul mate is mirroring an aspect of you, right? And that mirror is the good stuff and the bad stuff, right? Because if we are here to align with the natural vibration of our soul, if that's really the truth of who we are, then everything that is not that, all of the false stuff, all the false beliefs, all this, the false like ego identified concepts of self that we're growing through and growing out of, we are brought people who will help us do that. You know, soulmate connections are usually a lot of love and a lot of pain, you know, and it's because it's all about growth, right? And so that's been, um, I've had several soulmate experiences and I, um, and I have some opinions about the twin flame thing too. So we'll get into that too. But, um, ultimately the most important thing I think to remember is that your soulmate is you and that we're here to achieve, um, I don't want to say achieve, but we're here to line up with the vibration of our soul, that sense of oneness, right? That sense of like connecting to your inner divinity, 
right? Like I always think about it as in, you know, that song, like looking for love in all the wrong places. Like we're looking for God, looking for spirit in all the wrong places. You know, that sense of completion. What does that mean? That other person isn't completing you. They're connecting you to a part of yourself. They're activating that vibration of unconditional love, that vibration of your soul, that bliss, that place where we, you know, heaven, where we've all come from, whether we believe in that, like heaven versus hell, but like that sense of that energetic vibration. So a soulmate, you will, you will resonate with at that level, but wherever you are not a match for your own soul, that's where it gets sticky because (laughs) that's where all that stuff is like, is shown to you. And I just actually posted about this. It was an article I I wrote several years ago. You know, the soulmate is like a mirror that is simultaneously flattering and unflattering in the most, you know, flattering and unflattering ways. Like you're looking at yourself. And so, um, there's much more that goes into it. Yeah. Where should we, where else should we go from that? But I think central point, central point is your soulmate is you. And this is about getting to that vibration of your own soul. So I'll ask you the questions that I had when I was starting to ask questions about this. Um, because, you know, how many times have we all been in a relationship and the person is like, you are my soulmate. And, and you either resonate with that or, or you don't, you know, depending on like how in love you are at the time or, you know, whatever. So that's just, that's the only way that I ever looked at that is that idea of like, oh, you know, you're the one, you're the only one. And... <clears throat> So when we started talking about soulmates as reflections in that way, but people who you have had connections with in other lives before this one, somebody that you recognize energetically, immediately, you already know them. They are those people that feel like you know them already. And so they also don't have to be your lover. There's also, you know, this conversation about like their soul pods and group of groups of people, connections that you have will come here together. And these are, you know, your different connections. And so talking about the soulmates like magnets, that was the thing that was really interesting for me. Um, how they attract and then how they totally repel. And I think that I got that information from you. Um, yeah, I think so. I think we talked about that. Yeah. The, well, I mean, what are we, but electromagnetic fields, right? We're energy. We literally, you can measure the electromagnetic field outside your body. It goes like five yards or five feet or something like that. Right. And so when we are emitting a certain frequency, right. When we're emitting that energy, when we're aligned with our, our soul vibration, right. And we're really feeling aligned. We're feeling embodied. We're feeling fulfilled you know, we will attract somebody based on that energy, right? And then when we're not, you know, if you have a soulmate, you know, whether it's a romantic soulmate or it's just like a a friend or, you know, a sister or whatever it is, I have a story about that also afterwards, but, um, you know, when you're synced up, the the magnets are like, right? But the minute you start to not be vibrating in alignment of who you really are, right? That's when you repel each other, right? We think about the magnets syncing up versus being turned on their sides. You repel and you repel fast, right? You run from each other because it's like, can I look at myself like that, right? Or they're bringing up in me. They're, I feel bristled, right? Like they're bringing up in me things that I don't want to deal with. Um, and it's totally, yes, we come in in soul clusters, yeah, like in soul pods. And we might have a, a similar energetic signature. Or, you know, if, we, if you believe in, you know, us 
deciding before we come in who the important people and whatnot. I, I do feel like there is some aspect of that. You know, I don't, I don't tend to go into like the fatalist side of it. Like everything is exactly meant to be and it's all planned out. No, I think we come in with like a rough idea, you know, like there's certain people that you already know. And when you meet them, you remember them. I had um, one of my first instances with this was when I was little. I have a sister who's eight years younger than me. And I remember, and I was very, you know, open as a kid and um, like psychically open. And I remember when she was born and I looked into her eyes and it wasn't like, a, oh, my baby sister is here. It was like, she's here. Like I remembered her in a way. And what's funny is like, I just remember, it was weird, like a familiarity or something. And I'm close with both of my sisters. You know, my sisters are my best friends, but my, but my youngest uh, sister, we've always had that sort of like, I don't know, familiarity, that soul level. And I even had an energy reading years ago. I don't like getting energy readings or psychic readings, which is funny doing the work I do. But somebody even said, oh, you guys have, without prompting, oh, you guys have been in Atlantis together. You guys were lumberjacks together. I don't know if that may somehow make sense. But um, all this, we've lived, you know, lives together. So it's a familiarity, right? It's a soul energy that, um, that feels like home right? And our families, that's, if you feel that with your family anyways, right? Whether or not they activate things in you that you're here to grow through, right? But there is an undeniable connection. And, um, and even with friends, you know, there are certain friends where you're like, you know, you're just like a soul friend, like we're, we're traveling this way together, right? Um, so there's lots of different ways. Of course, you know, talking on Valentine's Day, we're talking about like lovers and romantic aspect, but, um, Yeah. Did I answer your question? I don't even know if I answered your question. So what is the difference? Let's go I'll also, let's go in like this and then I can ask mm-hmm. you some more questions. What is the difference between soulmates and twin flames? What is okay. a twin flame? Right. So everybody's like, oh, twin flame, twin flame. Okay. Here's the thing, right? If soul, if your soulmate is about you connecting to your soul, right? And, and aligning with the truth of your being. It's about divine union. That's really what we're talking about with twin flames. There's this, this theory or this idea, and I think maybe it comes from Plato, you know, this idea that we're, you know, at one point we were one soul and then we were split into two halves. And then you spend the rest of your life on earth trying to find your other half. Now that's, that's not, I mean, in my belief, true, because souls can't be split in half. Soul energy is not like a human, right? It's, it's an energetic vibration. It's, a, it's, it's eternal and can't be split. It can align with another type of energy, right? And so what the twin flame relationship really is about, I like to describe it like, you know, soul level companions or primary soulmates, high level soulmates. It's like your advanced bio or advanced calculus, right? And Twin Flames is like the AP exam. It's like AP class, right? It's not much different, but it's more accelerated. It's much more accelerated. And not everybody's on that path of divine union. I mean, not everybody is. And people say like, oh, they want their, their Twin Flame because I want that heightened, insane, romantic experience. I mean, maybe you do, but maybe you don't. Because <laughs> to be honest, it's, you know, I can honestly say that I've had that experience and I'm part of that experience, but that person isn't my life partner, right? And when we say we want that, we want, a, we want someone who's going to 
show up and be in the grounded sense of, you know, partnership, if that's what we're looking for, right? There's spiritual growth in that as well, right? You take advanced bio, you're still going to learn about bio. You take AP bio, you're still going to learn about it, but which one's going to be more intense and which one, you know, you'll get there either way. Now, with the twin flame thing, not everybody is, like I said, signed up for that experience here. And yet we are also, we're also here with free will. So while there are certain people that we, and this is my belief, that we have, you can say contracted with, but that makes it sound so formal and so fatalist, but while there are certain people that we are really resonant with and have like very um, strong connections with, um, we still have free will. And if that, if, if you are not living um, on your purpose, if you are, you know, you can fall off your path. And so that other person can fall off their path. And so we can't control another being. And so it tends to happen, you know, there's lots of stages that people describe, especially with any soulmate experience, but especially the twin flame. Um, because like I said, that's such an like accelerated path because that twin flame is like the closest you can get to oneness right? That divine union. And some people, you know, say that, oh, you end up with your twin flame. You Maybe, but like, what do you ultimately want? Right? So I think that's what it comes down to it, right? Like we talk about twin flames, we talk about soulmates and I'll tell you, you know, just personally, and you know, I don't have problems sharing certain things, but in my experience, like I had like with this particular person, it was magical. We met in our dreams and there was all these magical synchronicities and I woke up, you know, psychically. That's a big part of it too, is you're helping each other get on your soul aligned paths and to do work that benefits the greater good. That's the whole aspect of the twin flame. You know, it was amazing and magical, but ultimately I want someone who shows up for me, you know, when I've gotten to a car accident and need help getting into bed, right? You want grounded, you want to, you want to, you want somebody who's going to show up, right? You don't just want the magic and the love, which is all there, right? You want it to, I mean, I say you, I want it to be present in my day to day, right? And that's a question of readiness and a question of alignment. So when we talk about twin flames, we talk about soulmates in a romantic capacity, and we're not just talking about in the, in the um, spiritual growth capacity, you know, we want something grounded. We want, yeah, we want all that magic, but you know, you also want someone who's going to show up and be supportive. <laughs> someone who's going to, you know, be present and actually be able to be with you and you with them. Right. And that's timing. That's readiness. Um, when we talk about soul connections, we're like, we're talking about electromagnetic fields. We're talking about energy. That's, that's science. That's resonance. That's law, right? You cannot be what you are not. So, if, so I might have at different times in my life thought I was ready for a soulmate connection, a soulmate union, a long-term partnership. I clearly wasn't because if I was, it would have lined up, right? You can't, you can't fake that mirror. You can't fake it. And um, so I would say like the, the biggest difference with the twin flame versus soulmate thing is the twin flame is a really accelerated spiritual path working towards um, spiritual embodiment, divine union, and also you join together to benefit the greater good. Um, but a soulmate, right? Like say you want like a long-term soulmate partnership and the, you know, something like a marriage or family and all that, that's very high level as well, but it doesn't mean that you, um, and is beneficial and all that, but it's, you know, it's advanced versus AP, right? 
But I would say, again, most important is to ask yourself if this is something that you are seeking that you want. Number one, if you're seeking and you want it, know that you will and can have it because you wouldn't have the desire without being able to um, have that manifest in your real life, right? But also, too, like, what do you really want? Right? Yes, you want the magic, but don't you also want somebody who's going to be solid showing up and there and present, right? Yeah. I think we can all say yes. Mm-hmm. Um, for my path, you know, I'm not, um, I'm not a relationship seeker. I'm, I'm not. And so for me, the, it, the only relationships that I tend to get in are ones that present themselves in the way that it's, it's so intense or it's so real or it's speaking to me so much that I can't say no to it. Mm-hmm. And also in my relationships, I mean, I'm also a Scorpio, but a lot of my relationships, my really close ones, you know, it's so tight and it's so like everything, we're like all together and it's just so intense and it's all that. And then complete separation. Um, and I mean, I'm getting better with all of that as I become more mature in my age and all of that. But, um, so what happened to me and you know, this, but just, you know, sharing with everyone is, um, I had this, uh, a friend of mine, decided to leave his body and not and and join back with spirit and not be in the physical anymore and i was presented with this information or a question of this information so i was trying to find him and i was trying to contact him and what was so interesting but also confusing for me was that i couldn't feel it was like something was telling me here in the message that i was getting that he wasn't here anymore but i couldn't feel it because i could still feel him And that was a huge teacher for me because once I did find out that he had left his body and then I had a medium reading with my friend Barb Standish that was recently on the podcast and I actually got to have some communication with him and I could feel him and um, he just had a few things to say to me. It It was really overwhelming that I could still feel him. And he was actually being a teacher for me and actually working with some of my gifts. He was showing me things. He was speaking to me. I could literally hear him. I could see him. I was seeing him in my dreams. He was, uh, he was a musician, so music was coming through me. It really felt like something was coming through my hands. And So anyway, my point of saying that whole story was that I started to, first of all, acknowledge that acknowledge what that connection was and acknowledge why I always felt about him the way that I did and why our connection was always so intense, even if we didn't get along. But it called attention to all of the relationships that I have in my life, whether they're friends or they were lovers or what. And there's not a ton. So that's the thing. Once you really recognize which one is a soul connection, then it's like, oh, so that one and that one and that one, and I'm just totally getting chills saying it. Um, and so it made me, it actually made me need to go back and, and reach out into some of those other relationships and be like, hey, you know, I know that it's been like a rough ride and that we're not into maybe being in each other's lives anymore, but like I want to acknowledge what this energy is and this is something like this is why it's always been this way. And so that, it, that was just really healing for me and it actually caused me to grow um, which is, you know, why it became a subject of interest. 
It, it became something separate than all oh, these people just obsessing about, oh, this is the one I'm going to be with forever. Um, Cause that's not, I'm not into that, you know, belief. <laughs> um, and, and then having it actually have some, have some real meaning and have um, something that I could like actually take responsibility for and connect with and maybe look even deeper into why was this person in my life? I mean, I like to do that anyway, but looking at it like through that lens, what, you know, what was that supposed person supposed to be teaching me through that experience? And also if that was a mirror, let's relook at all of that stuff. And let's look at what that person was showing me and what it was that I was so upset about in them that I wanted nothing more to do with what was going on there. What was my role? What was I supposed to be teaching them? Where, what, what was my responsibility in this situation? And did I do my part? Did I do a good job? And like, how am I going to do better moving forward? So, I mean, as you know, because you were around, it was a really powerful time for me. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's really, and that's so beautifully expressed, you know, it's, it's, it's all helping us get closer to love, right? That vibration of love. It's all helping us get uh, in alignment with our soul, you know, whether or not you use the G word, right? God or spirit or whatever it is, we're, we're connecting more to that energy of that, right? And we're all helping each other get there. And there are these relationships in our lives which are, you know, like I like to say, it's like highlighted, right? Like uh, neon orange in a sea of gray, right? You're like, whoa, okay, yes, you were important to me. You stick out. And um, we can use those situations, especially when we look at the past, right? And we're able to look back at maybe when we weren't so aware or we didn't have the level of insight or even just self-acceptance and self-love because that's what it's truly about, right? If your soulmate is you and every person you have felt soul connected to is you in a sense, meaning that they are mirroring back something within you that you don't realize you are, you, you're still holding on to, or you need to let go of or whatever it is, then they're helping you, um, with your sense of self-acceptance and self-love, right? Because it always comes back to the self, never about anybody else, never. You will always match with somebody based on where you're at and what you need to let go of and what you need to learn and vice versa. And so it's such a great gift in that sense that, you know, this experience with your friend that you were describing, not only did it, you know, was it beneficial for you and him, and, but everyone else that you have been connected to in your life where you are able to release and forgive and accept and thank, right? Um, and I would add one piece, I'm not sure, you know, if people are watching this, like, who've had, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming yes, right? Like, if we, we've lived enough, we probably have had people that you need to forgive, especially when it comes to this sort of soulmate, you know, love relationships. And everyone that we are able to truly look at and be like, why was, like you said, why was this person in my life? What was the, what was I here to learn? Or what was I here to grow through because of them? What were they mirroring back to me? And what was I able to step into because of it? Instead of looking at them in the guise of, oh, that didn't work out, or oh, they didn't love me enough, or oh, you know, we can make people be the reasons for why we don't feel lovable, or why we don't feel deserving, or something that is wrong with us, or we can look at them and have them be the reasons why we are getting closer to who we really are. You know, they're helping us. So um, what you described kind of is almost like, um, it's something that I bring up in a lot of uh, sessions that I've done, 
especially with people who come in about love relationships, you know, this idea of cord cutting, I like to think it more as, um, you know, it's like forgiveness work and releasing it's thanking and releasing, you know, because we are still connected to everyone we've ever been connected to when we think about them, especially on a soul level, right? You think about your soulmates, it's that, that's like a, that's like a phone line. That's like instantaneous, you know, especially for those of us that are super open, right? Um, so no wonder you could still feel him even when he wasn't in human form. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So for everyone out there, yeah, and just who is that for you? Who are those people for you? So let's hear a little bit about Erica and your journey. So when, when did you first know that you were psychic? So I know there's many different, like this is a whole journey, right? So there's different times identifying with different labels and not and all of that. But, you know, just the basic, like when did this start for you? And when did you realize that you were receiving messages from spirit? So, so yes. And thank you. I, you know, I'm not crazy about the word psychic only because of the connotations that it holds. You know, you say you do psychic where people are like, oh, what's going to happen next week? Oh, can you read my mind? Like, that's not the work I do. Although, you know, everybody is to some degree psychically processing or reading energy in some sense, right? So, um, there's different ways that we process it. Clairsentience, you know, psychic feeling, clairaudience, psychic hearing, clairvoyance, psychic seeing, right? We all have different types of gifts and, and usually you can find out what you have based on your dominant senses, you know? Um, for me personally, it was a very um, open, psychically open child and I had, you know, imaginary friends, like, spirit guides. And I remember seeing angel orbs and I would have dreams that were very, um, like just very vivid. And I would have conversations and make these dreams. And then, you know, life happens and the well-meaning, lovely people in your, your family and people around you are like, you don't see that. No, you don't see that. So you're like, okay, I don't see that. And also being predominantly clairsentient, um, being, a I have a whole thing about the calling myself an empath because I feel like it's a spectrum and most people we know are empathic, right? But as a clairsentient, meaning um, psychic feeler, I felt a lot always and being like a psychic sponge at a certain point, especially as a child that is uncomfortable to feel certain feelings and to know certain things. So it's very easy to shut it down. And then I spent, um, I'd say like 15, 16, 17 years, um, shutting down all of that, those sensitivities. And I still would have like weird things happen or, you know, like you'd have a dream and then something might happen after based on that dream, or you knew what somebody was thinking, you know, we've all had stuff like that, but it wasn't so strong until probably about six years ago, I started to have um, a reawakening and I, um, I found myself, and it was actually very much spurred on by a couple different soul connections, which is funny that we're talking about this today, right? What are, what are soul connections for? But to be the catalyst on our paths, right? We get each other started. And I would have, you know, dreams about somebody, and then they would talk to me, and the same thing would happen in my dream that happened in real life. So I started to have all these weird things happen, right? And, and I would keep track of them, and then I found myself naturally... Like, well, let's, 
I was an actor. So technically, I'm still a voiceover actor, but I was an actor. And then I was like, I just want to leave the business. It didn't feel like me anymore. And I was like, well, I guess, you know, I'm supposed to be a screenwriter because all I knew was entertainment. But I found myself writing uh, psychic love stories. That's what I was writing. <laughs> Yet it turned out, and I've been working on a piece about this, I didn't want to be in movies. I didn't want to write movies. I wanted my life to be like a movie and I was living those psychic love stories. Right. And so I was like, Oh, huh, what's happening here? And so I found myself just growing, um, spiritually and really prioritizing that work. And then I found myself in certain classes we met. And before I knew it, I was, it just, even just relearn, like learning the tarot felt like relearning something I've already known. And I started to receive messages and then I, um, I actually would be finding myself going on these really long nature walks. And it was funny because I thought I was supposed to be working on screenplays, like I said, right? I was supposed to be in entertainment. I was supposed to be writing. But all I really wanted to do was go on these long walks, take photos of flowers and draw flowers. And I would receive these sorts of like, they, they just, they felt like knowings. Like I was hearing it, but I was also writing it in a sense. And what I've realized later on was these were integrations with, with my higher self, with my higher guidance. And, um, you know, the world started to wake up, you know, like magical synchronicities, um, just sorts of situations that were unexplainable. And then one thing led to another. And then I started to do readings for other people. And then I found myself into a position where I was being paid to do readings for other people. And I, um, and like any muscle, the more you work it, the stronger it gets, right? So I guess that's, yeah, that's where I'm at right now, at least, is I'm not only just doing readings for people, I actually prefer helping people get in touch with their own intuitive knowing and being able to receive their own messages, which we all can do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, That's something that we talk about mm -hmm. a lot. Um, but at one point you were having, you did have the experience that so many other people are having of realizing, oh, I'm an empath. Mm -hmm. And then identifying that with that and researching that. You were even holding groups for empaths for a while. And so sometimes what happens after like we are identifying and then we, it's, it's like we focus in and then we kind of expand out and then we realize, oh, okay, I'm in the human body. It has the capability of doing this. Everybody has this just on different levels. And so, yeah, maybe some people are already born super open and psychic and, you know, perceiving information. And it's not that other people can't, it's just that other people may be born not so open, or maybe we're all born open. And then the things that happen to us, right. Cause we talk about that. Um, we talk about that in, you know, psychology and like the experience of growing up and what that does to you. So we close in different ways or, um, or we're taught that, you know, all of that stuff is wrong. So you totally. were, yeah, totally. The, like, yeah. Exactly. Everything that you said, this idea of, you know, we all can access this. And yes, there might be a spectrum between, I've talked about this before, between like being an empath who's like feeling too much and then being a psychopath, right? But most people <laughs> that we are associating with are down here. And so whether or not you were born, for me, I found it when I discovered that term empath, 
it was the most validating thing. You know, it was very validating for an experience I had felt out of my life being out of balance. And I think one of my favorite things regarding empaths that you ever said was I, we were talking about it and I was like, yeah, like I don't really feel called to even use that word anymore or to hold groups for people like that. Cause I feel like we're all really, we're all moving more and more towards that. And you were like, yeah, you know, never really called myself an empath. I mean, I am one. I just have good boundaries. And I was like, oh my God, I love that because it's true, right? The reason it was such a validating identity for me when I found it was because I had been out of balance for so many years with it and doing all these sorts of different behaviors and, you know, things that were really um, having a negative effect on me in order to compensate, in order to cope, you know, in order to somehow like deal with life. And the truth is that, you know, that's a gift, right? Being able to be open. And yet the path to getting to where um, it's no longer just that validating identity or a sense of specialness, right? We're all special, right? <laughs> but like that, that term is incredible. I know it can be incredibly validating for people who, who need to practice greater boundaries or need to strengthen in, strengthen in themselves, and so um, I don't, you know, I don't only just cater towards people who identify as that, but I do think that more of us are waking up, you know, that empathic response within us is waking up. We're all becoming more sensitive, especially because of how loud the outside world is and how much content and noise and all that. So we are recognizing a need, you know, as you had said, to have stronger boundaries or not, and even not even boundaries, but how I usually teach it is it's about like glowing from the inside out versus let me shield from everything that's bad on the outside world. No, no, it's let me light myself up enough so that I'm vibrating at a certain, certain frequency that I'm not even going to going to like interact with people that would be like that. You know, at a certain point in my life, I stopped attracting people who are super narcissistic or, um, you know, people who are, you know, energy vampires, whatever the term is people want to use. Right. I just naturally stopped attracting people like that in my life. Or I just got better at being like, ah, no thanks. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So yeah. That's beautiful. Glowing from the inside out. Great. And raising your vibration. And that's one of the ways too, that those types drop off because you're just, you know, you're moving up. Um, the lower levels can't follow your energy up. Otherwise, if they want to, they have to change their vibration. Yep. And then <laughs> it's a different experience for everyone. So, so many different evolutions of you working with spirit in your life. Um, the traveling, right? Is something super important to you and being this traveling philosopher. So what does that look like for you? What's happening next? What's happening next? Well, let me just give you like the background on that term because so when I moved out to LA um, 11 years ago and I will, you know, I'll be leaving in about a few weeks, which is like a nice way to do this interview and talk about it now. Um, but when I moved out here, you know, I wanted to be an actor and that's, I ended up doing that and I, and all that. But when I first moved out here and a friend of mine who was my boyfriend at the time, he was like, well, if you weren't an actor, what would you want to be? And I had this immediate sort of like, Duh, a traveling philosopher like like it was just of course that's what I'd want to be and I didn't even know what that meant I mean it's not a real thing I mean maybe it is but it's not like it's not it's on like it's not like I can major in that in college it's not like there's like actual job ads on indeed.com for a traveling philosopher right maybe there 
I should go search. Um, but what that meant to me was this idea of having, you know, I've always loved going on like wanders in a sense, like exploring something new, exploring a new area. Um, and actually what happened was when I finally did leave the entertainment business and I was like, well, what do I want to do with my life? You know, I used to think that I wanted my, like I said, wanted to be in movies really was that I wanted my life to unfold like a movie, like a magical surprise. Right. And I wanted to experience this adventure and more than anything, you know, I was like, I really wanted, I want to travel. I want to see the world. I want to, you know, I want to inspire people. I want to write. I want all this sort of stuff. And I found myself prioritizing that and taking trips. But whether or not that means like going to a certain number of destinations, I think it's this, it's more of the essence of what that means, which is being able to look at life in a certain way um, from a, a sense of wonder and a sense of um, curious observation. That's what I would really term it as, you know, no matter where, where I am or where I always hope that I'm looking at the world in that sense, right? With a sense of openness, a sense of curiosity, a sense of magic, right? Um, and being able to relay that to others, reminding all of us and myself included, anything that I've written through my wisdoms of the formerly wilted project, like, it's a reminder for me too. I reread those regularly. I'm like, thank you. I needed that. Thank you, Erica, from two years ago for posting that. Because I needed to read that now, right? Um, so where am I now with it? I am, as I said, I'm leaving Los Angeles and I'm moving. So I'll have a home base closer to family on the East Coast. But I know what's coming up next in essence will be that, you know, traveling, speaking, writing, sharing, you know, all these things that I've been doing. Um, but travel does seem an aspect of it. We'll see how it manifests. <laughs> well, you know, I am all about creating the life that you want to live. There's a reason why there's an inspiration. There's a reason why there's a desire. It's, I'm going to see if I can even say it right. It's my favorite quote from Illusions from Richard Bach. And it says there, oh, I'm not going to say it, but it's about your dream. Like if I, Whatever wish that you have, if you're having the wish because you have the ability to fulfill it. And so I think send all of your energy in that direction it, because whatever happens to you along the way is what is, those are all of the gifts. Those are all of the experiences for you to be having. So as a human uh, having this like goal, this idea of like where it is that we're going, if we can direct ourselves in that direction, that's my desire. That's what I want. So some of us, are, some of us are aware that that is spirit being like that. You are supposed to be going there. You are supposed to be doing that work. And then other people haven't made all those connections so much yet. So they just feel it more like a desire to do that. Like, I really want to be doing this. This is the thing that inspires me and that I get really excited about. And I just want to encourage everyone to follow that. Just follow that. Like, you're not going to go wrong following that because all the things that you need to learn are going to come on that path. The people that you're supposed to meet as well, as opposed to just staying comfortable, just being like, you know, that's not for me. It is for you. If you're desiring it, if you are wanting it, it is for you. And so you're, you're someone that has, 
you know, you create your own business and you work with spirit and you help others work with their spirit. And so, you know, and you're doing it. And, and that's another reason why I want to have you on the show, you know, just for everyone, you just, you just do it. You just do it. And sometimes it's scary. And sometimes you have to give up a lot of the things that make you feel safe. Sometimes you have to give up all of the things that make you feel safe, but that's also the gift of starting to listen to your intuition all the time. At first, that's the one thing that we always doubt, right? It's the thing we're always like, oh my God, I knew, I knew I just should have listened. And when you start practicing listening, even when you think it's wrong, that's when that muscle gets stronger. That's when you start to trust the voice inside of yourself. And then all of a sudden you have a crazy idea that you're like, oh, you know what? Time to pack up your whole life in Los Angeles and go forth and go be this other thing now. Um, It doesn't make it less scary. You just have a little bit of an experience listening to that intuition and then knowing what it has brought you in your life. So I'm excited for you. I'm excited for this journey. Thank you. Tell us a little bit about um, how we can find you. So, yeah, tell us about your writings and tell us about the work that you're doing if people are wanting to work with you and how to find you. Yes. Um, Well, I love everything you just said because I think that it's super important during any transition, whether that means like a huge, like I'm moving in my entire life and or it's just like a daily, you know, daily occurrence is to to cultivate that relationship with you know, as you're saying, with spirit, with your own soul, right? With your own uh, higher guidance, whether you want to think of that as spirit guides or angels or just, you know, your higher self, creating that relationship and strengthening it, um, you know, aligning with the vibration of your soul, as I've said many times on this (laughs) this interview, um, the more that we do that, the more that we feel, we do feel a little, a little safer and a little bit more grounded despite the changes that are happening. You know, um, it's almost like, like I've described it and it sounds super cheesy, but you know, having these connections with my own inner guidance, my own higher guidance, it's like talking to my best friend, right? You're like, okay, life seems crazy right now. Can I trust you? And the more you trust, the more you're shown examples in your life that you're like, okay, I know everything's going to be okay. You showed me the way you showed me the way. So, um, I work with people in that capacity. I, um, there's my website. You can find me ericadward.com and also uh, my Instagram. I spend more time on there than I do on Facebook. Um, there's some projects that are in the works, including a class where I do want to help people. Um, there's a free class on my site you can take for now, but um, just to help create that relationship with your higher guidance so that, you know, despite whatever's happening in life, you know, so you can listen and follow the dream, like you're saying, right? Because that dream will evolve and that dream is your soul leading the way. But how can you find out if that's your soul or, you know, just um, some or something else, unless you really have created and developed a stronger relationship with that part of yourself, so um, I'm working on a program, being able to assist people with that. Uh, my other project, my main project, is uh, Wisdoms of the Formerly Wilted, which is about three years of posts of photos, mostly of flowers, but some nature photos, um, and travel. And a, few, a few little, like, doodles, drawings. I used to like to doodle every day and had, like, a doodle of the day, um, mostly of flowers. And... 
that project um, is seeking publication right now. I have to find the right home for it. But I regularly post on my Instagram. I, will, I may start a separate Instagram for just that project. But if you want daily, or not daily, but regular inspiration, um, you can follow me there. And um, yeah, that's where I post those. Okay, awesome. I'm going to put all of your information in the show notes. I'll add it to this video um, while it's on Facebook. And so I've just been looking here to see if there's anyone that has any questions about soulmates or about twin flames or anything that you would like to ask Erica. Um, I have my Facebook page open and I can see you right now. Obviously, if you're watching the replay, you can contact her. And like she said, she is more often on Instagram than she is on Facebook, but um, we'll put her Instagram link here and the link for everyone. I mean, in the video post for everyone. Before, and if there's any questions, I had to say one quick thing. Um, because it is Valentine's Day, and I know this, this tends to bring up stuff for people, especially if we're talking about soulmates and love relationships and all that. Um, I just want to say for anybody who's feeling a sense of longing or lack or like I don't have you know, and, um, oh, my life would be so much better if I had that person. Um, you know, you see everybody posting their pictures of them and their partner or whatnot. And you're like, oh, you know, I think it's just very important to remember that it's always the feeling that we want, right? It's not the actual other person. Because even if you have that other person, they might not be the right person and it might be empty, right? Um, one thing to remember is that, Life is lived in between Instagram and Facebook posts, okay? So it's not always what it seems. Also, so what, if, what is that feeling, right? So what would it mean to have that person in your life? How would I feel? Write down all those qualities and look in other areas of your life where you already have that. If it's about connection, call a friend. You know, go out to dinner. Have a, you know, a soulful conversation with them. Watch a movie that makes you laugh, that makes you put on a comfy blanket. Like, I don't know. Find the, the, the way that you will get to that feeling. And manifestation always follows energetic, right? So the form will, it will happen, but we have to be the energy of it first. So, um, and also what you've said, Jamie, too, a couple of, we both have said it on this podcast, you know, if you have a desire for something, it's going to happen. Right? There's a reason you have a desire. It's because what you want wants you to. It's just about timing and taking the steps to get there. Awesome. They could even write down all of those things that they're looking for, those qualities that they are having you're saying like in a different part of their life and light a candle for those things mm -hmm. today. I do a lot of self-love stuff on Valentine's Day. You know, when we were younger, it was all about, you know, we would give all of our friends, remember when we'd be in the classroom and you'd put your little mailbox at the side of your desk and everybody would walk around the room and put little Valentines in everybody's bags. I mean, it would be so fun if we still all did that now. And so um, I do like to do that kind of thing with my girlfriends and I like to go to the spa and I like to eat candy and I like to get a massage and just all those things and doing lots of self-love because um why not why not like it is not the day that if you don't have a partner that you should just be off and by yourself message me I'm around I'm doing reading <laughs> stuff like that today like I'm all about community on Valentine's Day which is why I also wanted to uh do this podcast here so that you know people had a way of experiencing the day too so thank you so much for 
being so amazing and being such a light in my life. And thank you for coming here onto the show and for sharing with us. And I'm so excited to read all of your future writings and see all of your traveling and just, you know, see how this all continues to unfold for you. Thank you, Jamie. And I'm so honored to be here. And yeah, love you, Joe. Okay, everyone. I don't see any questions, so we may question question us later. And happy Valentine's Day. Blessed be. Bye.